0: Welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, CJ Reynolds. Everybody, this is Real Rap with Reynolds. Uh, Actually, the channel is called Real Rap with Reynolds. This is Real Rap with Reynolds Sunday Night Teacher Talk, which is my gift. Uh, It's not even my, that sounds so pretentious. Look, I do a live feed every Sunday night. And what I talk about is teacher stuff, because I know that Mondays are terrifying for teachers and Sunday nights are even more terrifying, because the worry is usually more important, or more terrifying than the actual thing that you're afraid of. So we do this thing where I answer questions. And the best part about it is, it's not just me, I'm on here talking. But then all these amazing people are on the side that like help out that all you know, all the people I was just shouting out but like the people that come back every single week and are like giving back to the to to you all so if you have a question and i don't have an answer which happens um somebody on here is gonna help out so and people from all over the world are on here like what's this ireland someone's from malta which i didn't even know where that was because i because man that makes me sound really uneducated i should have just looked that up on the low does everybody know where where it is? I mean, that's a lot of places to know. It is a lot of places to know. You're right. Thanks, man. Yep. Um. So, gosh, today's been like the best day. I'm just going to say this. You can go ahead and start putting questions in, and then I'll answer as many questions tonight as I can. Oh, so Malta is a tiny island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Thank you very much. Um, you have a very nice profile picture. I always like when people have nice profile pictures. York, PA, who's that? I was just in New York, PA yesterday. I was hanging out with uh so this I'll tell you. Last week was hellish at school. It was like a thousand difficult things to deal with. I don't mind difficult things. I don't mind difficult students. I don't mind difficult problems, difficult like whatever. It is the layering effect of you're putting out a fire and then it's like <coughs> this fire happens and this fire it's like it was like whack-a-mole, but whack-a-mole with chainsaws last week. And so It was just nuts. Friday night, Friday, I have to end up staying at school because I forgot that my grades were due. So I stay like three or four extra hours, whatever it was, to just get grades up to date and get through a bunch of emails and stuff like that because I don't answer my emails. Then I come home, I run, I literally eat food as fast as I can, and we pack our stuff. We jump in the car, we drive out to York, PA, where I'm meeting up with uh, Bridget from Letter Classroom and Michelle from Pocketful Primary. We get there late. We sleep, wake up in the morning. I run day number 300 yesterday, 300 days in a row I've run. Then I do, um, then we go to Bridget's place. We go to York College, who's letting us use their space to like film something in the next Upgrade Ed course that's coming out next week. We film that all day, go back. I have to film my courses at Bridget's house. Then we have to take a whole bunch of pictures together. Then I got to drive all the way home. I thought I was going I thought it was gonna be like the end of Infinity War for me last night. That's how tired <laughs> i was. I thought i was just gonna turn into ash we were at the all end of tired. it. I was so exhausted. And then today has been the flip. Got up late, um, watched the Eagles game, like just chilling. Like the Eagles game is boring as hell. But like, other than that, it's just great, man. So um, that's that. Hey, I have a quick question for you before I um get into your questions. There's a lot of folks that are on here every single week, right? Like, even at a glance, Unicorns Rock, Winter, I see every single week. Like, there's just certain folks I see every single week. Amy Russell. Um, is anyone on here every week but you never comment or ask a question? Uh, what's he doing? Oh, somebody He let himself out back. All I would like is if you what, – what could I they – I put an emoji in. Just type an emoji if you're here every week. That's all. I, I'm literally just interested. This is for my own. No, but you no, never leave a comment. Yeah, that's... but you never like leave a comment. You never ask a question. Really, like you're just like in the cut. Like a I know you know my friend Edie who like is our uh, like assists me and stuff. I don't want to call her my assistant because that feels weird. But like she's I, guess, I don't want to call her my assistant, but she assists me. Um, oh. If you could just leave a comment, that would be awesome. And then that's all I want to know, just to know that you exist and that you are alive. Ready? Dang it, no. All right, so I'm waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So look, uh, and then I'll just talk for a second until she's ready. If this is not enough for you, don't forget that we have a Facebook group. Um, I just shared the mock-ups, like the rough, get to get an idea of what the cover art for my book is going to look like. That just went up on the Facebook group. So if you go to Real Rapadonals Teacher Talk, you can see like the three things I got back from the street artist from Philly Alois McIlwain, who runs cultures and clothing on Instagram, he is doing the cover. And so he sent me back like three, like very rough edits. And so that's not what the book cover is going to look like, but it'll give you a sense of what the art is going to look like on the front cover. Um, so that's that. So I'm going to jump into this instead of just talking for more time. Um, jo- Jocelyn Rodriguez. Man, I don't know why that was so difficult to say. Uh when do you make time to make your lesson plans and grade? So, Jocelyn, I, I'm really I'm struggling with this this year because, you know, after you teach for a long time, you get you start getting like complacent sometimes in your lesson plans, and, and not just complacent. Lesson plans that work this year will not always work next year because your students are going to be different, their needs are going to be different, their their interests are going to be different. So it's like thinking about ways to re do things but i really like doing it on a whim so i have like these concrete unit plans that are like from top to bottom they're solid but then last week i noticed that i wanted to do something else with my class so i just decided i was going to do it and i did it and it was not in my lesson plan it was not in my unit plan i just spur the moment decided to like tie in the hero's journey in a different level than i usually do for the odyssey and that's what we're going to do this week so it just changes up I find that to be honest with you, this sounds a little weird. I think lesson planning is the best if I have like a glass of wine and I'm totally chill and I'm in like, uh, you don't even have to drink to do this. I'm not saying that, but like when you're in a space where you're like, I need to be really mindful of my state. So after a run, after a workout, after something that is like, allows me to really rest, then I can be in a good state to start thinking about what I want my lesson plans to do. So that's, that's one grading i do in any off minute that i have so it's all of my preps i don't talk to another living soul that's so far this year because there's so much extra work that the school has given us this year that as soon as i have a prep um like in the morning i lock my door i don't let students come in until like 20 minutes before class so i that's locked down and i'm grading stuff when i at the end of the day guys know that like i'll either hang out for a little bit and then lock my door and do work or i lock my door i put a sign up that says Hey man, I can't hang out right now because they just want to hang out and like play Nintendo Switch and like chill and talk and stuff. So I don't um I don't want to do that. Uh I'm I'm sorry, I'm distracted by Indie Kitty's comment right now. Indie Kitty, go on the Facebook group, ask the be to join in and I'll let you in. Um so what the hell was I talking about now? Oh, I'm dude, I'm my ADD. I swear to God. What older you get? Is flaring um, up today. I don't know That's I'm when thinking. I do my greeting. I take zero things home anymore. I Home time is for is for upgrade ed. It's for real rapid with Reynolds. It's for my family, and I don't bring it home. But I've been teaching long enough that I can do that. Um, Kirsten H is saying in high school. I'm going. To, uh, let me real quick. I'm sorry, Kirsten. I'm going to ask you a question in one second. I'm going to do a really good job too. Um, to that last question, I want to say. I think if you're new and you're learning how to lesson plan and how to manage your time, I think it's really important to just manage it. Like put it in like make a literal schedule every day of like when you're going to do that. From 12 to 2 I'm going to do that. The the beauty in that is that now you're locked in. There's no phone, there's no internet, you turn off your if, as if you had a landline you would turn that thing off like you're not doing anything else you're just locked in and try to get as much done in that time and i think that that's the move to make and then also block in time where you're watching a football game where you're hanging out with friends where you're going out to eat with somebody like make sure that stuff's happening too because you need that balance in your life um kirsten h is asking uh i'm a am in high school and going to job shadow a teacher okay i was i don't know why I had, that hadn't make sense in my head um What are some things that I should do? I would say, Kirsten, ask questions, like ask why for everything as a high school teacher or as a high school student, you often see things or wonder why teachers do certain things, ask questions and not the thing you want to be mindful of, right, is how you're asking questions so make sure when you're asking questions you're just doing it from a sense of pure Inquisitiveness. I know when my students ask me a lot of times, and I'm not trying to project this on you, but my students will ask me things, and they say like, "Um, "Why do we even have to do this? Why do you? uh, Why? Why are you like this? Why? Why do I get a zero if I talk on a test?" And so, to me, it's like asking those questions from from a space where you're just being inquisitive is how I like to also ask my students things um, about their lives or about their neighborhood or about whatever culture they are a part of um that creates a sense of like that makes someone want to have the conversation with you instead of making just making them feel kind of bad or something like that or or like pressured or like you're being judged or something so i just think ask tons and tons of questions um isabella is asking question how would you correct creative writing assignments which are very poorly written i teach 10 year olds isabella i think the one of the things I do when I'm cre- when I'm grading lessons is I only grade for a handful of things at a time. Maybe I have a list of eight things, right? So am I looking for, we start with basics. Like, are you punctuating things and are you capitalizing things? Are you, um, using the B verb properly? So my guys are always talking about like, um, John be acting like this or, you know, something like that. And so I try to correct that so that it is clearly, so they understand, you know, what, how this is supposed to sound. The other thing I try to correct is not like, um, this hair is, look, this hair is a question. Um, the other thing is remembering to explain why you have to do certain things. So one of the things I explained this year, and I, and I think I'm right in this, I try to be right in what I'm saying is like, we capitalize words because the, the writer wants you to know that word's important. So we capitalize words, at letters at the beginning of the sentence because we want you to note that this is the beginning of a sentence. We want you to have punctuation at the end because we wanna note that this is the end so that your thoughts are in like clear chunks. Otherwise, I have guys that write five to 10 sentences that have zero punctuation in them. And it's like, guys, that's like eating a steak and shoving the whole thing in your mouth. You don't eat a steak that way. You need to enjoy it. You need to break it down. You need to have it in sizable chunks so that it's manageable. We capitalize people's names because we want you to know that they are important. Places, names of places, names of whatever, like those things are capitalized because they're important. And so I think having very like saying, here's the only things I'm grading for. I don't give a crap what the rest of your writing assignment looks like, so long as they are just looking for these certain things and then build from there. I have this idea, right? I heard Tony Robbins talk about this, and I've been talking, thinking about this in terms of education this year. Um, so if this is the side of my screen, Tony Robbins was once asked to, the short of this is I think work for the CIA or the FBI or some, some government institution in the United States, right? In doing so, his job was to help create strong, like their, their marksmanship numbers to go up, right? So he gets there, he doesn't know anything about shooting a gun, never shot a gun in his life, But he has them, the trick that he taught them was, if this, so if if I'm judging this right, this is the end of my screen right here. um, He has them stand this close to the target, right? And they all shoot the target and everyone gets it. It's 100% right. If you don't get it like on the mark there, then you should just never shoot anything for the rest of your life because you're literally right in front of it. Then they move back about three feet and they shoot it again. Any, like, if you made it to the FBI, you can make a three foot shot. Then you move back another three feet, and you get a six-foot shot, which is still fairly easy. And the idea here is that it is not this thing that is so far away from you. It's not this goal that's so gigantic. It's not Mount Everest that's above you or something like that. What you're doing is you are rigging the game to win. And I think if we can teach children with that mindset of rigging the game to win so that we are making it look like it's so easy. Guys, you will get 100 on this writing assignment if you put a punctuate piece of punctuation at the end of every sentence hundred for everybody right next step if you capitalize the words that you need to capitalize and there's room for error in there like they might not know since they're 10 that certain things need to be capitalized, but like the beginning of every sentence and there's a piece of punctuation hundred for everybody right that's a lot easier than giving them a rubric with 57 things on and expecting them to remember that so um that's that that's my idea coupled with Tony Robbins idea, because, you know, that's what it does. Um, my buddy Winter is asking, how are you, as a teacher, different from when you started? Oh, goodness. Um, Winter, I don't even know where to start with that one. A lot different. I think one is, I used to feel this sense of urgency that everything had to be fixed that year that I taught ninth grade. And then I had my job was to fix children. And I needed to do that like post haste, like that had to happen by the end of the year. And what I realized really, really quickly was that as a ninth grade teacher, I really had four years to really, really do some good work. And so what that would look like was, um, me building that relationship initially freshman year, Then as sophomores, when I don't teach them anymore and they trust me, that they always come back and I can speak to them without them thinking that they have to get a grade or something else in my class. And then just building that relationship over time is like this really great thing. And that's when I really started believing in this idea that I still believe strongly in now, which is that we are planting seeds, right? Like As teachers, we're constantly planting seeds. So that was really big. Um, You know, the idea that I'm not fixing anybody. I'm not there to fix a soul. This idea that like, and I think, you know, in America, in movies, we sell this idea, especially to white folks that are like white folks going to teach black and brown children in the hood so that we can fix them is twisted. Right. But that's what's been sold to us. That's what dangerous minds was all about. That's what freedom writers was all about. That's what hundred movies were all about. Right. Um, And so It's that it's getting over ourselves a little bit, that like we are not the be all end all. Like if we don't, if we don't help a kid, maybe that like, but but we plant a seed. Like I just had a kid that I had for five years in high school, just moved away and is into a situation that I'm not sure was the best move. Right. Like I he wanted to go do it and and he moved away. And I think that if he would have stayed, he would have had more success at our school but I can't do anything about that. Right. Like I need to let that kind of stuff go. And then I think also learning how to take care of myself is really, really important. I used to think, take pride in the fact of like how exhausted I was or how much work I was doing. And I think that's an American thing, especially like an East coast thing where we're just like, we pride ourselves on how much we kick our own asses. And it's like, nah, like I'm just not interested in that anymore. Like I want, I still work my ass off harder than ever. But like I work more now than I ever have in my life, but I don't want a trophy for it. It's all I chose all of it. So yeah, I think those three things off the top of my head are what I'm thinking about. Uh, Jeff Small is asking question: How can I be? How can? How real can I be with my students slash coworkers about my personal experiences coming from a low income family and making many bad choices that are hurting my students and their families. Wait a minute. No, I couldn't quite out which way. This sounds like you're saying that you've made many, you're making many bad choices that are hurting your students and families. And I'm not sure that that's what you mean to convey. So how can I how real can I be with my students and coworkers about my personal choices coming from a low income family? I think she's saying that um, she came from a low income family, and that she sees decisions that her coworkers are are making that are hurting. So let's answer this question. Other if you want to amend cases? that, go ahead. We'll look for it and I'll answer it. I think one, how real can you be with your students? Right. Bottom line, I get this question a lot. Or coworkers. Or coworkers. Yeah. Yes. I. a lot with. My students, um, And it's because I think I hold no punches with my students, I think that they are living a very difficult life. A lot of them, not everybody. And I, so when I talk about, gosh, man, even so look, I build relationships. And what some people see in my videos is me connecting with students and me having relationships with students that I get pushback for. I've gotten DMs. I've gotten emails. I've gotten comments about things that they're like, you should never be like that with suits. How could you do, how could you squirt a kid with water pistol in class? And people get really upset about this, but what they don't know is that the kind of just shot in the face with a water pistol. Someone I've known for four years. I am so I know their mom. I've been to their house. I've gone to dinner. Like if I shot my Little brother or my nephew in the face with a water pistol. Nobody would say anything about that. But that is the that's where I get to with a lot of students. We're like, you know, Romina, who had uh, I don't even know why she came over the other night just to see us. Just she missed us, She, she just missed us, so she came by on what Thursday night, mm-hmm. just sh- shot us a taxi. yo, I'm coming over tonight. And then she just came over while we had dinner, and like she refuses to ever eat with us, but like, um, she just came over and it was wonderful. That is what I'm building here. So. When I say that, like I talk to my students, I talk to my students about with a level of realness because I know where this is going, hopefully. So when I talk to kids, you know, I I like to, so I I will say like, I like to be real. I'm not overly sharing with my students. I don't tell them if my wife and I had an argument. I don't tell them what it was like the first time I made out with someone. Like that's like, the, the people go too far with this stuff. So be mindful of that. But I am, but I tell them about like, if be honest with having boundaries. yeah where i came from Personal boundaries. that i lost my parents that i like what it was like to lose my mom what it's like to have um like children that would have learning differences what it's like to be broke like and then like oh you're broke also look i've been broke let me show you how i'm building something that will allow me not to be broke let me show you how i'm building a company right now this is the conversation we're having a lot because students always <laughs> want to know about youtube and they want to know about the book and they want to know about speaking and they think that i'm rich and I'm like, bro, I'm not rich, but I'm I want to be rich. And I want to be rich, not so I can be balling and driving like super dope cars and like have really fresh clothes all the time and and gold chains. Although that would that would be kind of fun. Wouldn't it be fun if I had like a three-finger ring that just said real no. you know, rap on it? Come on, yes, it would shut up. Um, <laughs> so what I want. Is to make money so I can give money back to my students, so I can my my children don't have to worry about anything. Because as a teacher, I've had months where I've had to either figure out groceries or pay in my mortgage. Like, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I want to be able to help people that are in those situations. And so I I'm real with my students about that. So I think that that you know if you have a oh she said. I'm a late in life teacher or she or he, I'm not really sure. Jess, I'm not sure. So I'm not trying to use like be gender specific here. Uh, I'm a late in life teacher who came from making bad decisions and am now a first generation college graduate. And I see the struggles they have and have overcome the same problems. I think a hundred percent talk to it about it. Like, like that you were in the struggle, right? But I, but the prop, I think the mistake some people make is and I'm, I don't want to, Put this on you, but I'm just saying from prior experience, folks will come in to talk to my boys and they go, I was poor too. I came from the struggle and they're like, I don't care. I just don't care. But when it comes from a space of I'm trying to share something so I can communicate with you so that you can be a stronger and more successful human being, I think that makes a difference. Because I don't come from anything like my parents. But both of my parents are dead and I have a stepfather that is like not a part of my life. And so I share that sometimes. So my boys know that it's like what it's like to deal with loss. I know what it's like to have a family that you want to really take care of, not check to check, take care of, not like, like I want, I want that for my family. I want my boy to be able to go to a school that he needs because of all of his learning differences and all of his difficulties that he has. But let me show you how I'm about to work my ass off to get to that. I think that is like what you're showing is that you're someone that's that's there for a reason. That's, that's the gig, right? Yeah. It's always the journey. It's always the story. Yeah. That's what relates. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. That was, I spent a long time with that, but it was worth it. That was a great question. Thank you. Um, I don't know how to say this name. (laughs) Y O O O A A R R R. I apologize. (laughs) And I'm just not good with names. And so I'm sorry, maybe it's not a name. Maybe it's just like a tag. tag. So yeah. Uh, Question, what are your, what's your go-to excuse if you forget to correct tests over the weekend and ask your students uh, and your students want their grades? I love this question. I do too. This is a great (laughs) question. I have students that that will email me. Wait, I love that it was posed as, what's your go-to excuse? No, I don't have excuses, dude. I have reasons. And so I tell kids, um, I have a life. I have things that are important to do. You are extremely important to me. But you occupy this moment of my life. Other things occupy this What are you laughing at over there? Um This moment of my life. I, when I'm in school, I am 100% focused on school. I don't work on, on Upgrade Ed. I don't work on Real Wrap with Reynolds. I'm not communicating with anybody about anything that is side business related. It is only school. And so, When I'm at home, I am solely focused on my family. That is the only thing. That is their time. And so I will get back to your grades as quickly as I can. And as soon as I show up at school, and sometimes even come in early. And like I said, I stay late four hours the other night to just work on stuff. That's important to me also. But it comes like your – you will – that stuff will happen in due time. And I think that students – live in a, like, and this is me sound like an old guy. I think students live in this culture of whatever I want comes super fast. I can't get the McDonald's bra guy, Uber eats, man. I'll just Uber eats. They just come to my house. I need an Uber. Bam. They just come right to my house. I want to watch something on TV. Bam. Everything's streaming all the time and get through everything that I want to. And so teaching students patience, it's cool. I got you. I want you to succeed. I want you to know what you have in your test. I will grade yours first because you asked, but be cool and i w- i will have it by this time and i think the other thing is telling them when they will be graded by all right everyone handed in a test on friday i will have these graded by noon on monday right whatever it's whatever it could even be wednesday who the hell cares what when it is but like letting them know when and i just know that as having a child who's autistic my man needs to know oh i can't go on uh, i can't play video games right now when can i play video games in a little bit uh, what's a little bit exactly <laughs> Like you talking twelve o'clock, talking twelve o five, twelve o five and thirty seconds. What are we talking about here? Um, when's dinner ready? In a little bit, in about an hour. About an hour meaning like fifty five minutes or a minute and five, minutes. an hour and five minutes. It's that kind of thing. So I, I think that's where I get that from. I was um, laughing at Chris Carson because he said, "Not doing." Oh, short question. Oh. <laughs> everything has been so long it has been you've been very lengthy tonight should i hurry up no keep going whatever chris is is an excellent human being your speed's your speed um crixty is that seriously your name i've never literally ever seen that name in my life now i want to know the backstory of how you got that name but if if that is indeed like your actual like birth name crixty mcnorton look at she has an x in her name very cool. it just seems super fun. You win. Um, you win. You win the life award this week. Uh, lesson planning. All right, because Chris is laughing at me. I'm going to do short answers, short questions. Uh, lesson planning is so time consuming. How do you maximize your time while still having thorough lesson plans? I here's what you do: Google lesson plans. Look things up. Do not recreate the wheel. Think about anything that like, so here's, here's what I've learned. Tim Ferriss in his book, The Four Hour Chef says something, I'm going to, I'm going to ruin this, but this is the, the essential piece of it. That most people can be really good cooks by just doing three things. And I think it's like using a little bit more salt. I I want to say it's tasting while you're going. And there's some third thing that I don't know. You should read the book. Um. So <laughs> the idea here is that to be much better than you were yesterday than most teachers it doesn't take that much stuff so i find lesson plans online and then i tweak them i put i sprinkle my magic on those lesson plans to just make them a little bit better so it's like i used to have a friend that would buy top ramen six for a dollar top ramen cup of noodles kind of jams and then would do like like cut up some chives and like do some other stuff to like doctor up that particular, like we're talking about hard ass noodles. You pour hot water on and sprinkle that seasoning on, get rid of the seasoning and just put this up, like five minutes. And he just took made it all world. And I just think that we can do that. So that's what I would suggest is going on something like scholastic, um, something like uh, I think teachers.net has really good lesson plans on there. I think um, uh, what's the other one. Not TPT, I'm going free here. New York Times has really good stuff, if I didn't say that already. But like New going Zelle. on those websites, uh, I've never used Newsela, but I know a lot of people do. Okay. Going on those places and getting free stuff and then figuring out how that becomes your lesson plan instead of recreating the wheel. What you got? Did I beat you? No. Am I faster? Am I too oh, quick? Did you like your college? I thought your college was lovely. Um, it was really um, small. It looked so like. My name is Heather. Oh. She's from Northfield. Hi, Heather. Um, so we, I'd never been there before, but like we shot like video in the education department. And then we did like a photo shoot, like all around.
1: Marley spent the day
0: trying to get a rubber duck out of a fountain because she found a roll of tape and then some sticks and stick, like tape them all together. And then her and 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 Bridget's son Ian. Ian And like, (laughs) it was hilarious. So they got it. (laughs) They did. They got it. So I just thought it was great. It was like a great little. Kind of jewel tucked away That's in beautiful Pennsylvania. I love that whole area. Like we've we've talked about moving up there, actually. Bridget talks about it all the time. Um, every time we see her, she's just like, uh, "When are you guys moving up here?" John Lopez, if you could design a video game or an arcade game like Whack a Mole, what would it be? Enjoy your week rounds. Oh my gosh, something like Whack a Mole. Um, I don't man. I, I'm too ridiculous oh wait um what now i don't know how to say her name Cri- crixty this is my crixty? birth name yeah. my mom made it up this is thinking christy was spelled with an x lol and mm-hmm. i am literally the only crixty in the world that is fantastic good job mom um that's awesome sorry so, to bogart sure. uh if i come up with an arcade game what would i come up with i don't know but I do th- You can't answer that in like 60 seconds. I can't. It means like a good- Ask second. me that again next week. I'm going to think Five about minutes. that. I'm going to ask students. That's going to be my question for the back of the vocab test this week is that you have okay. to put this on the back. What video game would you create? That's another one. I don't know if you uh, Jocelyn Rodriguez is asking, hey, what's up, Jocelyn? I see you on here a lot. Um- when do you make time to do your lesson plans? I do it when I'm driving to school usually or just driving around. Like it's I, I think of lesson plans when I'm doing other stuff. I don't think of lesson plans when I'm doing lesson plans because I want my mind to just wander. Um, another great idea for this is there's this guy, Tom Billy that runs a podcast called uh, Impact Theory. And he gets up early every morning and he works out and then he meditates. But he doesn't, generally in meditation, what you're trying to do is like, is like gently keep thoughts away. So you can just create empty space in your head. He does this thing called thinkitating and thinkating is allowing the like following the, the thought and letting it go down the rabbit hole and you're not pushing it away. You're just following it to see where it goes. And he said he gets something like 80% of his best ideas from doing that. So I think sometimes not thinking about lesson plans in terms of what are the standards that I want to hit? What is all the, like, what are the markers according to the district that I want to hit this week? It is what would be really a cool way to teach this or like, what does the odyssey really mean? Or how does this connect to my students' lives? Like just going down that rabbit hole and thinking about it. And then once you've kind of sussed hey, all that out, like you're a think-a-tater. I'm a teeter. i am a think a teater. Yep. <laughs> so th- I think that that's a really fun way to kind <laughs> of, kind of come up with lesson plan ideas. What you got there, dude? Mrs. Beaston is asking any tips for teachers who are teaching a class where you are writing the curriculum and creating everything from scratch because there's nothing I'm assuming there's a second part to that. Some Oh shit, I'm sorry. It's all right. Or maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Uh, got distracted your yeah, mom. Yeah, your mom? Hi mom. Hi, mom. Yo Sylv. <laughs> my that's my mother-in-law um so uh if you're creating everything i think again I, I would go online and try and find like like look i think that seems like such a cheating answer right to go online and find material but what else do we do if i try to find an outfit for an event I go on Pinterest or I go look something up online and see like, all right, what do I like? And then I'll try and like kind of recreate that a little bit. If I need uh, something to make for dinner, I don't just think about it and make it like it magically poofs into my head, right? I think that there are resources online. There's already people that are doing good stuff. If I want to come up with a new workout, I don't just like make it up myself. I try and find a workout that already exists so I can do it. So I think that these online resources exist and the beauty of it is that you can use some of that and then tailor it to your needs, tailor it to your students. And that is an easier way to get started. And then once you do it for a long time, sure, you can like know enough that you're like pulling from all these different places and you're really teaching like a DJ because you have like a lot of different records. But like, you know, so little in life is actually truly original, right like if you listen to music now there's all these influences behind it no one ever picked up a guitar and didn't listen to anybody else ever and then learn how to play a guitar and then you know they just made songs up like everybody covered someone first they learned how to play other songs and then that that created their style and what they were trying to get after and i think teaching can be the same way Kimberly Wallback my buddy is saying started a new job as a high school para What's one thing that I can do to make a good impression? Um, Kimberly, I think, oh gosh. If you are in a classroom, what would I say to this? And you are new. I think one, I think trying to constantly be an active part of that classroom. I think sometimes I see parents that just kind of like aren't sure what to do and teachers that aren't sure what to do. Like teachers... The last thing they need is to think of a way for somebody else to be engaged in their classroom. And the best co teachers I've ever had, so like Kayla right now that I'm working with, she finds little ways to insert herself into the moment with a student or went into a group or into the conversation. Like I don't have to come up with something for her to do. And that, because that's really difficult. Even when I have like teachers come in and they do like, look, I'm going observe me. I don't want to have to think of a thing for you to do because it's just another thing. Like I already have all these students and I have a lesson and I have a co-teacher and like things are moving all the time. And then to put another thing on top of that is just like, bro, I don't, I don't need all these ingredients here. But I love when people come and observe and they go, hey, would you mind if I sat with those students and help them out? Hey, is there something I can do to make your day easier, to make your life better? And it's like, dude, that is awesome. And so I think if I was a parrot, it would be about building relationships with students that are going to just benefit the the teacher and then look for those little areas where you can be of service. Like you see a particular student that's having a hard time. You see um, uh, a pack of kids that are like not working and just like go sit amongst them and just try and help them as much as you can. And I think that's what I would do. What you got there, dude? Hmm. Makia Flanagan is asking, I am often observed by administration colleagues and Marzano facilitators. How do you maintain the groove of your classroom by being mindful of the folks in the room? I, I think it just comes with time. So because of the way my classroom looks, I get all of the visitors. So like anyone that they are trying to like get to sort of like give money to the school to, or we have like board members that are coming through or whatever. My room is always the first stop. So it's like someone meets them, they walk through the hallways, and they always come into my classroom. I've just gotten better over the years at being used to people coming in. Like, I don't ever get, I I, I decided, uh, this sounds like Whitney Houston song. I decided long ago, but I decided long ago that um, I don't, their being in there doesn't change anything for me. Like, I, I need to, if the kids are my focus and not me, then that is what it is. And, and you know, that can be tricky when you have a really rough class. Like I've had classes before where like they used to do this. When I started in West Philly, I had the worst class ever in my mm-hmm. whole life. And they would always bring all these investors in and stuff. And I was like, dude, this class is the worst. Like you're just getting zero money. They might actually take money away. This class is so bad. Mm-hmm. But it's like just... Getting it's like just doing it, and then I think focusing on the kids and not on what are they going to think of me, not what are they going to think of anything, but like, am I putting in the work is the only thing that that matters in that moment. So yeah, sorry that's not a great answer, but that's like I think you just start getting used to it. Now people come in, I don't care, like I'm still going for it, doing what I do. Maisha Hutchinson is asking, line is do faster. I think Maisha, I think the beginning of school is just. It is like you were on your horse at the track and you were just moseying around the track and chilling and like saying hi to other jockeys and stuff. Then you get in your little cage and that's the beginning of the school year and you're in PD and it's not so bad because you're in your little cage, it's not bad. That bell rings and it's like zero to 90 in no seconds at all and it's on and everybody wants everything, everything's due, all the grades are due, all the kids have questions, all the parents are emailing you and I think it is taking a breath and I literally laugh out loud when I'm in school sometimes. Like that's one of the ways that I get to calm myself down is by just smiling at it and being like, it's cool, man. It'll all get done. And then my wife is a constant reminder to me of like, all right, what's actually important today? Like if we only got three or four things done today, what would actually need to get done? And then how are we going to break those down the micro steps to actually get them done? And that's how I get everything done. Right? hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, another question, or are you just over there reading stuff? I'm about to a sing a song. Conversation. How to go. go stop. That yeah. makes me. What? I can't find it faster. You're making me anxious. I'm making you anxious with my singing. Yeah. I should sure make you yes. feel soothed. <laughs> um s- okay. sorry to tell you. <laughs> Soothing. <laughs> no. Songs with CJ. There you go. That's a good name for a mm-hmm. podcast. Sam Vargas is asking. How do you follow through giving a zero on a test? Um, it depends, Sam. So I have so I had a situation. I don't know if I want to talk about this. Yeah, I'll talk about it. She said for talking. Um, I just give them a zero and then that's it. And so but that better <laughs> yeah, walk right. next time. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a really <laughs> shitty answer. Uh, let me break it down for you. <laughs> I tell them the reason. We're not talking during the test is the number one reason is because one, I really need to see if you know what we're talking about here, because if you're, if you don't, if you are cheating, then, then I don't really have a sense of what you know, but the bigger answer is other kids are having a hard time taking the test. If you're talking, they're extremely distracted and you for, and and since we're all boys school for your brothers, what you're going to do is be quiet while we're taking tests. Even when we're done, if you talk and you're done the test, you handed it in zero. And I don't make a big deal out of it. I don't like put it in, get in their face. I used to like rip it up or like crumble it up in front of their face and throw it in the trash. And that was just a jerk move. Now I just go, Hey man, just so you know, you have zero now because you talked during the test. Um, I need you to be quiet while we're finishing this. And then I let them. So, all of my assessments, you can retake that following Monday. All assessments are on Fridays. You can retake it on Monday on your own time, before or after school or during lunch. Talkers can retake. Cheaters cannot retake. I do not allow any retakes for kids that mm-hmm. cheat. And they're actually not allowed to retake any tests for the rest of the trimester. So we have three trimesters a year. Um, and that is an incentive to not cheat. So like, if you're not going to do well, just be cool. Man, like if you had a bad day, you had a bad night, if something going on, you have five other tests today, be cool, take it, do the best that you can, retake it on Monday, not a big deal. You talked, you got a zero, be cool about it. If you're going to be out of pocket, you can't retake it now. Like if you're going to yell at me or or create a problem or something like that, that's what I would do. Um, And then- And then explaining why, like this, because I think everybody in here is important and I can't have you jeopardizing the time or the space and little talking from everyone becomes too much and then kids can't think and it's just a problem. So I think that's that's the the move. Amy Russell is asking, I gave all of my weekend to a tournament for my school and now I have no time to plan or grade. Also, house flooded this morning. Tips on functioning amidst uh, in the midst of exhaustion. I think, Amy, one, talking to your students about, all right. Here's the uh, lesson plan this week. I'm going to need some help from you because I gave my time to a tournament this weekend. It was really wonderful. This is what went down. But I also have my house flood. So I'm behind. So here's what we're going to do this week. Come up with something very short, sweet and simple and say, but I'm going to need your help because I don't have I'm not here juggling, you know, chainsaws and fire today. Like I'm not I don't have time for that this week, we'll get back on point next week, or even later in this week, like we can jazz some stuff up. But for this week, it's very simple, reading, writing. So my simplest lessons are we journal, we do vocabulary words, we read a little bit, we write a little bit, we talk about it, that could be the end of it. That's it, man. It's and it's like, when they know they're helping you, how often are children asked by adults for their assistance? it just doesn't happen. So you're giving them a place of power. And I think that almost every time like I'd be hard pressed to think of a time that I was like, really earnestly asking students for something that they didn't give it to me. So if I needed a root canal, if I had a a headache or a migraine or something like that, students are always like way willing to help with anything that's going on. What you got dude? Chris Chong is asking, I feel like I'm stuck in a rut in both my personal and teaching life. I sometimes go to bed wishing that I wouldn't wake up in the morning. I'm falling behind in my paperwork. Any tips that you can give? Chris Chong. look, this is something I'm gonna tell you right now that like with for all of my youtubiness, for all of my what? Something went wrong. That was a great question. I think mine's still going on here. Ask people. Is everyone see me still? Can someone just re- comment to that? Because it looks like it went dead. Am I still on? Oh, it says you came back. Oh. Yes, yes, I see you. Cool. All right, awesome. Thank you very much. Um, your mother said yes. Thanks, uh, mom. So I at th- all these yeses. Uh, so Chris, for all that people see of me right that i'm seeing like this really like th- from the emails i get anyway like the impression that folks get is i like, got this happy-go-lucky guy that like everything is just chilling and like i'm like going in the crew in in the west philly and things are just going smooth all the time it's not my life is a, is a disaster sometimes like like <laughs> right like we are we are definitely not perfect and No, neither one of us. We're not even good sometimes. Not perfect. We're just not even good sometimes. Sometimes we are. that is something to say because I work really hard at being the best version of myself. Like, we work really hard to really get along. Like, my wife and I, after 24 years of being together, are still really close. We kid around all the time. We have fun. We, like, um, what did I call you this morning? I said you're like a non-annoying mosquito. I said just <laughs> always like wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. She's like, "What are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing?" Um, so <laughs> it's really the truth. We really love to hang out with each yeah. other. We like, yeah, we're so, corny. <laughs> but there's a hundred things that are going on that no one knows about. Like that. Like I'll be, I'll be downright honest with you. Like. Because of stuff with my son's school that I decided to pay doctors' visits earlier in the year. And I thought that I was going to get a brand deal. The brand folded. Like the CEO changed over, and then the new CEO just canceled all deals. That was like a a pretty big payday for me. And because I paid the doctor's bill already, I could not pay my mortgage and I almost lost my house last year. I don't talk about this stuff online because it's not like the place or the time to do it, right? But it is that's what's going on in my life where now I have to figure out a thousand different things. And it's like, well, I better write the book faster so that I can try and like make some money so I can actually pay for my house and pay for my kids and and take care of things. This is what's going on. Chris, I think there's some solace in remembering that everybody's fighting a, a battle that you know nothing about. And that's, that is helps. I think sometimes for us to remember that we're not the only ones going through it. So it's not just that you suck or that you're not enough. Nobody's enough. All of us are going through this stuff. Every single person, my guess is, on the side here is going through something that they're really, really struggling with. And so I think it's about putting more into you than you put into school. It is about the meditating, the praying, the exercising, the hanging with friends, the like whatever that is for you that makes you feel better. Join a band, take trapeze lessons, like do something because what all that's going to do is fill you up and make you so. That everything happening to you all the time is just you're a little tougher, right? Like you've you've prepared <coughs> yourself, you have armor on, and now it's not yeah, a punch to the face is a punch to the face, but like it, you can bounce back from that more. And so I would give serious thought about what are you feeding yourself with, what are you putting into yourself that is so constant that that is that changes the way you're thinking about stuff. What podcasts are you listening to? What music are you listening to? What kind of shows are you watching? What kind of books are you reading? What kind of exercises are you doing? How much time are you giving yourself? Like that has to be number one over all. And then everything else comes after it. So I think, and then look, I don't want to like I, the idea of like as, as much as I need to make money. Sometimes um, I think I don't like mentioning ways that you can like do that uh like give me money so but jesus i'm just gonna i have a mentoring service if you want to do mentoring uh, you can sign up you can just email me or go to my website and you can see like rates and availability there and then that is just a way to kind of like help you out um i don't think i've had any unhappy mentees yet we haven't no it's really wonderful it's like a really great way to kind of give that gift to yourself so if you're interested in that just know that's there um sarah ward is saying what strategies do you have to spice up then i love the idea that you said spice up spice up the normal routine with your classes and add some extra fun and excite yourself and your kids now that the honeymoon phase is over i teach seventh and eighth grade spanish i think that that's a tricky question because schools don't allow all kinds of stuff right so like um I do, I do this talk where um, I, in one of my talks that I give when I go to schools is how I like, I call it sprinkle magic on things, right? Um, And there's this really great video that I use that is on YouTube, where I think somewhere in Finland, they try to get more people to take the stairs coming out of this train station than the escalator. And the majority of people take the escalator every day. But what they did was they put sensors on the steps and they put piano keys on there. So that essentially when you stepped on the steps, it made the sound of a piano key. And so the majority the next day of people that took the stairs over the escalator was like, it was a, like a 180 flip, right? So like everyone's taking the steps now and no one's taking the escalator anymore because, they, because it's more fun. It's still taking the steps. You're still walking up it, but it's that old like, Mary Poppins idea of like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So how can you like, what is the spoonful of sugar that makes it better? This could be just your pre-class every day. It doesn't have to be your whole lesson. Just pre-class is something fun, something silly, something awesome. Just your closeout. If you have an exit ticket or something at the end of class, it could just be that. So what I do is my whole lesson isn't always the greatest thing ever. It is just sprinkling magic so one of the ways that i do this is by connecting what we're reading to a movie clip or to a podcast or to a pixar short or um i play music over what we're reading a lot in class so like if it's a really adventurous moment or if it's a really suave moment Odysseus is about to make out with somebody else let's play some barry white over that and like it's just funny like it just makes the awkward moment even more awkward and it just makes it like laughable um, when kids read journals, I play music over those all the time, and it changes everything. And I even have this thing in my talk where I have someone read a regular uh, mm-hmm. journal entry from a student, and then I have them do it again with music behind it. And it like that literally makes people cry when I do it because it's it's the best. So it's just trying to find these little silly ways. And so I think that's the mindset. It's not the what do you do specifically. But it's how do you get started in very simple ways. This is a 30-second activity. And then they go, damn, I love when we do this. Weird Friday happens every Friday, and it's super like short. It's like a less than five-minute activity that we do where we watch a video or talk about something. And that's it. And it just moves the needle enough that school sucks less today than it did yesterday. What you got, dude? Mm, I'm sorry. I'm like... I can't get back to where we were. Yeah, the questions got like jostled when it kind of cut out. It cut out for me, so I had to like leave and come back in, which left where I was. Um, Let me sing something real quick or do a song. I like that we have dead flowers on the table. Stop. Marley picked those. She did it's pick these. some of them Look, it looks like... Th- Look, it Looks like when E.T. brought them back to life and before when they were all Yeah, Yawan? I think so. Okay, cool. I didn't read the whole thing. All right. I will read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Michelle Bloomer is saying, uh-oh. Uh, how do I use art as curriculum? Oh, wait. How, how do you use art as curriculum overlaps for enhancing your lessons from a Curious City public high school teacher? Uh... I, I use art, so we talk about graffiti art every year. So whether that's in my hip hop class or just in my regular class, I talk about it in terms of symbolism um, or the use of words. So when you tag something, you are using a singular word or phrase that is supposed to mean more than just that thing. It's what does that word mean to you? How did you write it? What was the, what were the shapes? What were the colors that you chose for it? Um, not not much different than branding, right? So. How do we like and so when we look at branding, there's a really uh, my pregame to that is there's a uh, website called sporkle.com s p o r k l e mm-hmm. sporkle.com. <laughs> um, and on there, I look up logos, right? And they have games. And so they'll have all these pictures from John Deere to Apple to Playboy to uh, BMW to Continental Airlines, whatever it is. And the students only see all the symbols, and then they shout out to me what they think one of them is. And I type it in. And the idea here is that you have been sort of brainwashed to know that when you see this logo, that we all know what it is. like we've we've just seen the McDonald's logo so many times that it doesn't that sign doesn't have to say McDonald's. It could just be the golden arches, and we all know it's McDonald's. And so street artists trying to do the same thing, where like, Shepard Ferry put up that picture of Andre the giant and says obey underneath of it enough times that (laughs) we know that has nothing to do with Andre, the giant or with obeying, we know that that's Shepard Ferry's artwork and it's very distinct. And so I have students create their own symbolism and, or their own like family crest ish kind of idea. We create our own graffiti art on paper and I give them like lessons on how to create graffiti art, which you can just find on the internet really easily and then we go outside with sidewalk chalk and we draw all over the ground and it's this really great idea of like way of them expressing themselves through symbolism and then what are and then we turn that into writing so like what is the writer trying to say with this particular symbol right like when we see that we automatically know it has to do with this and and that kind of idea so it's really fun going mm can that on the top it. Let's Got it. Both Dave Mathis is, I thought said Dave Matthews. And I'm sure that's, I'm not the first person that said that to you. Um, <laughs> do, do you ever get students to read for enjoyment? Short answer, yes. Or do I ever require them to read for enjoyment? And then the second question was, how can you create a love of reading? I look, my answer for this is not a hundred proof, right? Like most of the things I do, but what I'm going for is majority and not everyone because I can't, I can't win everyone over to reading. But the thing that I do is I try and get them books that they're actually interested in. And if I can't get books, then find short stories, but like look stuff up, like the greatest short stories to read in class, right? And it, it, usually it pops up with like the Sniper and Most Dangerous Game and like the same old crap that we've been reading for 50 years. But if you dig deep enough, like I think um, go to, uh, eight, I think it's 820. It's Dave Edgar's website. It's 826 Valencia. So I don't know if, if you type in 826 Valencia, what you're going to get is a website about, um, like a ton of short stories on it. They're all new and they're kind of wild and fun and stuff like that. So you can go down that rabbit hole. I think the other way is when you, when we're giving students books, that they can see themselves in, that are a bridge or a window into a life that is that is a, essentially mirroring their own, then we are empowering students because we're saying that your story matters, that your story is unique. And that like because we're so wrapped up in our own lives, everything in our own lives just looks like, like it's the same old shit every day. But we forget that your ordinary somebody else is somebody else's extraordinary. And so I think that that is... Important to remind students of. So I try and put books in front of my students that they actually care about, and then I talk about why I love reading all the time. I constantly talk about reading, and so what I'm reading, why I'm reading it, what it means to me, what I love about it—all this stuff is really important. I would also think it's important to go follow um, her YouTube channel. Is not like she doesn't do as much on there, but if you follow Jen Jones on Instagram, she is. She talks about being a book pusher, and she is constantly giving away ideas on like how to get kids to engage with reading because reading is so important she's a really great person to do that with too and then i think like um you're just building a culture around reading and then making reading not suck so when i have kids read for enjoyment i don't give a grade for it unless it's like literally like if you read you get the points if you don't read or if you fell asleep or if you did this the whole time you got no points all you have to do is just read but i'll give you whatever you Well, read it? Um, and I wish I didn't even have to get points, but my kid, you know, students are so wrapped up in like those extrinsic rewards that like, that's what I have to do. So that's what I would do. And just, uh, yeah, I think that works. What do you got? Just saw the pics of the cover on Facebook book. Love it. Thanks. You're corns rock. I appreciate it. So for those of you that don't know, if you're part of our Facebook, uh closed group, the real rapid violence teacher talk on Facebook, you just have to answer like three easy questions and get in. So we know you're not like a company or something like that um you I put up three like rough drafts of what my book cover is gonna look like. I'm getting a, the new version uh, tonight from the artist so I just put them out there so people could see like the 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 style of art that I was going for, but it's not gonna look. my cover's have not going to different look color like that. palette. And yeah, it's gonna be like brighter colors. it's a gonna combo be different students and CJ yeah, stuff like that. So the new dope. changes will be really, really great so look out for those. Yeah. but I think we're done. There's a lot of other stuff that we missed i'm sorry yeah. so let me get before anyone goes i really want to like tip you off to something really fast um one if we don't get to your question it's because we're trying to go through questions um in order so the faster you get on so if you hit subscribe and you hit the bell like i don't, I don't care how many subscribers i have right let me say it on the yeah, front end you have to subscribe no to hit the bell oh dope so Just but if you the hit bell the be. bell it will notify you when we go live we usually get through like the first 15, 20 minutes tops of questions because there's so many folks anymore. Um, But get your question as fast as you can. And then if we don't answer it, please uh, like show up on the Facebook group or you can sign up for mentoring or something like that. I'd be happy to do it that way as well. Um, And then just so you know, next weekend drops the new Upgrade Ed uh, lesson, the new bundle, and it's having to deal with conferences. Like, so it's conference season and like how to make. (laughs) the most out of conferences, how to deal with angry parents, how to set your room up for successful conferences. Like, um, what do you do when for parent-like conferences or teacher-like conferences, all that stuff, that's what the new bundle is going to be. And there's less classes in it. So it's a little bit cheaper, I think than the last one was, but I forget. Michelle would know that off the top of her head, but I don't. Um, I have conferences tomorrow. So I have parent-teacher conferences all day tomorrow from 11 till 8 PM. And then we have PD all day on Tuesday, which yay for PD um that's it right that's it that's it gang i hope you have a great week and that's it for this week gang look if you ever want to have your question answered on sunday night teacher talk all you have to do is show up at 5 p.m eastern standard time on my youtube channel real rap with reynolds and i'd be happy to answer any question that you put out there nothing is off the table thanks so much for your support we really really appreciate it and i hope you have a great week peace